How do you leverage the power of creativity? How do you bridge the gap between creating and putting your work out there? And how does that relate to character building, healing, and connection? Join me on this journey to find out how creative thinking can help you move through challenges in life so you can confidently take up your space in the world. I'm Ginevra, and you're listening to Better Loud Than Too Late. Hi there, welcome to the first episode of Better Loud Than Too Late. I'm your host, Ginevra. I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself and my background story, what this show is about, and why I decided to do the podcast. I'm a single mum and I have two boys. I live in Adelaide, Australia. I'm a writer and photographer. So you could say that I identify as a creative person. Expressing myself in creative ways is the best way that I know how to be me. Better Loud Than Too Late is about leveraging the power of creativity to bravely take up your space in the world, even if it feels uncomfortable. Because that is what it takes for continual personal growth and ultimately it's how you step into your power. And I know that that can be a fairly overused phrase these days, but we all have the ability to make a positive contribution to the world. And some of us just do it best with creativity. I have struggled with identity all my life, with being assertive, with being comfortable in my own skin, with living life to my full potential. The only moments when I have felt like I've got a good handle across those insecurities is when I've been in flow on a creative plane. All my life I have felt like there are two sides to me. Half of me has wanted to fade into the background, not wanting to be put on the spot or be challenged to avoid conflict, to be agreeable, to stay introverted. And the other half of me has a tendency to say, I don't think so. Get what you came for. The time is now. So when I think about that battle, that war in my spirit between my two sides, I consider when and where it all started. A little bit is from upbringing. A little is from general life conditioning. And the rest is from what I had chosen to see as a limitation a hearing impairment that I was born with. In my life, any time that I felt like I was starting to find my feet, 
I would hold myself back because of this limitation. So I'm going to tell you about a time in my childhood which became symbolic of that war in my body. I was in primary school and it was decided that if I wore a hearing device, then I would do better in terms of feeling connected to others, communicating and comprehending. So this is in the 80s. We're not talking about small hearing aids that you can barely see. We're talking about like a pioneering device. I had to wear this black box around my neck. It was the size of a remote control and there were wires protruding from the device to my ear. And there was this constant red light on the device. So if you can imagine one day I'm appearing quite normal, unquote, and the next day I'm walking into the classroom with this machine hanging off me. The rest of the kids are like, what the fuck is this? And I'm sure they're, you know, they're feeling pretty awkward about it. They're like, do I talk into the box? Do I talk into her ear? Do I just avoid her altogether? You know, I don't think I need to get into how embarrassed I felt in that moment. I actually don't have a vivid recollection of my feelings. I think I just blocked it all out because it was kind of traumatic for me in a way. But generally, most of us want to be noticed and some of us like to stand out from the crowd. But not, not like that, not because you have to wear a black box around your neck. And I didn't want my disadvantage on display. If only I'd had the bravery back then to ride my imagination and just tell everyone it was a teleporter of some sort, that would have been super cool. So after that, as I went through my life, I was always in two minds about standing out. And if I did get brave and seize the day, I was obsessed with how I was perceived because I wanted to be sure that I was always representing my best self. But the reality is that when you get called to step up, when you have something to offer and you're put on the spot or you have the opportunity to to do something good, all your parts are going to be on display, whether you like it or not. And that's what I've come to realise. So today I still have those two sides, but I spend less time with my doubtful side. It's why I've been able to bring this podcast to you. Despite my hearing problem, your problems are your gifts. I wasn't going to share that story from primary school. I've been embarrassed about it for years. I ran it by a friend and they were like, nah, 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 you can't, you can't share that. But it was clear from the day of the black box that I wasn't meant to live life in a comfort zone. 
Many of us have gone through identity issues, whatever that may look like. Not only did I struggle through my childhood, I struggled in my teenage years as well. I hated the way I looked with my thick, confused hair and my dark skin and I was always the shortest person that I knew. I either wasn't Italian enough or I wasn't Australian enough and I certainly struggled in my marriage. The people-pleasing part of me was trying to serve as a wife and as a mother. And then my sense of self was lost between those two roles. But I learned a lot. And the other role that I struggled with was as a businesswoman. Because I've grown up with this artist slash dreamer slash romantic mindset and I would have so many ideas to try and put myself out there as an artist but then I lacked the tools to try and transform that idea to a successful business and sometimes that tool could be as simple as self-belief It didn't help when you were told as a child that artists don't make money. I finally did crack a winning combination and I ran a wedding photography business for about 10 years, but I eventually burnt out. During that break, I wrote a novel. And when I think back to the hours that poured into that manuscript, which was towards the end of my marriage, they were the times that I could grasp who I really was. And I was so proud of myself because I'd written on and off since I was a child. But this was the first time that I'd had a finished long-form piece. It was about 100,000 words. And it was connected to my soul, to my identity. And I had this new dream to see this book be traditionally published. But then my ex-husband decided to check out. And I was lost. I no longer had any inspiration to do anything with the novel. I even told myself a story back then that if I'd been writing less, I could have saved my marriage. The story that you tell yourself has so much power. So I had no real plan for my future. I didn't know how to heal. I didn't know which parts of me to work on first and I had zero self-worth. I was also devastated because I wanted to be a strong and healthy role model for my kids and I thought how 
How am I going to move out of this stuck position? Better loud than too late is also about missed opportunities. And I thought, well, I've always wanted to go to university and I didn't have the opportunity when I was married, so why not now? I didn't know for sure if it was going to be the right decision, but it was better than staying in a stagnant phase and just not knowing, not progressing. So I enrolled in a publishing and writing degree at Flinders University and it brought me out of my shell. Just by being able to connect with other creatives in an unfamiliar academic environment. And through the learning space, I began to see things differently. I was also experimenting with other creative mediums and this was expanding my horizon on a creative plane. So I'm only halfway through the degree, but as far as I'm concerned, uni has already served its purpose. It was the best decision that I could have made when I was going through my impending divorce and it got me unstuck. The other thing that uni did for me was make me take stock of my skill set and really explore what else I could do. I ended up rebranding and I also created a new business. All the while, I'm still on the traditional publishing path for my novel and praying that my manuscript will get into the hands of the right agent. The second best decision that I made after my divorce was finalised was to give up alcohol completely. Your problems are your gifts. But are they even problems? If you look close enough, aren't they just opportunities for rich life lessons and blessings? Gratitude for it all, even the pain, is what gives you the grit and grace to to push on. And if I'd never met my ex-husband, I wouldn't have my two kids who, by the way, teach me new ways to be creative on a daily basis. So writing is definitely my forte, but public speaking and presenting is not. So when someone suggested I do a podcast... I was absolutely terrified and then I knew that I had to do it for that reason. But even when I had to speak up at uni, whether it was just introducing myself or explaining an answer, I would break out in this nervous sweat. One afternoon I was eating a a bachi chocolate and I was reading the quote and pretty much arguing with myself over the merits of this quote. And 
I thought that would be a good concept if I were to go live on Instagram. And so I did that. I went live once a week for three months on my Instagram account. And I remember the first time I hit the live button, I just wanted to vomit in my mouth. It was a form of self-torture that I put myself through repeatedly. But I would just talk about my week and then I would tie it all in in the Bachi quote. It was silly and awkward and I was hardly coherent most of the time. But it really helped me get in front of the camera and just do my thing. And I no longer have anxiety at uni when I need to say something in public. Better loud than too late doesn't have to be literally loud for you. Whatever action you take, it can be as subtle or as intense as you want. But it's still about action. You know, open that door, show your face, reach out, create something. You might feel exposed because all your parts are on display. Even the parts that you're not happy about. But so what? You'll be free. And you'll be especially free of regret. So I want to tell you about the theme music for the show because I'm a huge music lover and a big Pearl Jam fan. And Better Loud Than Too Late is actually a lyric from a Pearl Jam song called Amongst the Waves. And I was desperate to use the title and desperate to use the music. And the way that the theme music has come about is kind of a, uh, a parallel to the concept of the show. And I'm also so honoured that the band gave me permission to use the music um, because Pearl Jam have soundtracked my life. Holy shit, I didn't expect to get an emotional. So going back to that war between standing out or staying put, I think you need to have the light and the shade to appreciate the consequences of both statuses. You need to have the contradiction. You need to have the contrast to understand what it's like if you didn't speak up. So I'm empathic as well and sometimes it just just gets too much. You know, sometimes I want to hold back or I don't want to check my social media feeds because it's a self-care decision. But 
the moment of truth eventually comes when I realise, fuck it, let's wear all the black boxes. Let's photograph Eddie Vedder. Let's send my novel to a publisher. Let's start a new business. Let's go to uni. Let's do this podcast. Let's. In each episode, I'll chat to a guest or it'll be a solo reflection. And season one is mainly friends of mine, all who have stories filled with lessons and milestones. And we'll talk about how they pushed through their challenges. There'll be talk of transformations and transitions, reinventions and breakthroughs. We're going to touch on art, business, health, relationships and more, but creativity will be the theme woven throughout. This podcast isn't just for creatives and artists. It's for anyone who wants to consider how creativity can solve a problem or achieve a goal. So thank you for listening or watching the video. Uh, I'm sure that you could see and hear me get uncomfortable at times and super squirmy, but that is precisely the point. Squirm, stretch, grow, blossom. Until next time. Thank you again for listening. If you'd like to support the show, please leave a review or share it with a friend. If you'd like to support me as a writer, please check out my free newsletter where I share my creative nonfiction. Head to ginevra.substack.com. Until next time.